to Sharp Angles Podcast. I am Dan Pizzuta, joined here by Rich Rebar. Here we go, Rich. We're, we're still uh, straight ahead toward the draft. Things are kind of happening. We're in this like weird like little week here where it's it, not a lot of information has happened. Like all the pro days have happened, so we're not getting like – not even that we're getting new information in the pro days, but – they're also just like it's not even like fake new information from from pro days right now so we're just kind of in this place where everyone's just kind of getting their takes off i think and that's oh, kind of yeah. where we are now uh headed into the draft so uh as, as we sit here today uh, how you doing we're doing good man you know we we are in prime don't believe anything you hear mode at this point now that's it kind of started this week right like this felt like the first week where it was like all right like this is all just like either smoke or BS or just stuff is getting out there through agents at this point. We have, uh, you know, Matt Corral now go, potentially going pick six. Desmond Ritter is now like a mid first rounder. So we're, we're in prime, like kind of like, I'm not believing anything that I hear from this point. on. No, no, you, you, you can't because it's just like, uh, it, yeah, every possibility is getting thrown out. Uh, or right now and like we we have uh, a post at the site that's tracking some of like the rumors and stuff that like at least the ones that we think like at least are you know should somewhat be tracked i guess um because there's there's so much going on right now and i think you, you kind of hear from beat writers agents are trying to you know put out stuff teams trying to put out misinformation so we just we have absolutely um no idea what's what's really like what we should be paying attention to in terms of like where draft stock is right now. But like, I, I think we have some like cool things that have come out. Like I, when we're looking at like what draft stock means, I think like grinding the box has been great um, in terms of like just taking uh, like where people are going in, in mocks and you can kind of like see that. So that's kind of a, you know, you can see where stock has been up and down um, ESPN analytics just put out, um, like a, a draft tool that are like the percentage uh, possibility that, that a guy is there at a, at a certain pick and what the most likely pick he is. Um, I mean, that's mostly using like ESPN's boards and things, but like, that's, that's a fun thing. Um, and like Brian Burke had done that, like back on advanced football analytics, like years ago. Uh, and I remember like playing around with that uh, a while ago. So that was, that was always fun. So we're, we're getting like cool things where, like we can play around with some of that information, but yeah, you're right to get back to like your original point, it, it, knowing exactly what's going on, like it, Trayvon Walker now, apparently, you know, number one pick. Uh, so like we're, we're just, we're si- trying to sift through all of it and, uh, and just kind of get to the draft at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess uh, we, if you want, we can start with like the Carolina thing. We can kind of just kind of work our way down and see like what kind of what you think they're going to do. I mean, you look at, Scott Fitter last year was his first year as a GM. He traded back four times. To me, this just screams they want to trade back anyways. Uh, you know, they don't have a I pick in the second sense, round. Yeah. yeah, they don't have a pick in the second round. They don't have a pick in the third round. You're at pick six. You might not love any of these quarterbacks. And we saw last year when they were apparently weren't in love with the quarterbacks that were available to them when they picked J.C. Horn. Uh, you know, what? who was still left? Fields and Mack were still left at that point. And they didn't take either of those guys. Maybe they don't love either of the guys here. They're just trying to get back. It feels this is a team that needs more draft picks too. We kind of talked about them uh, last week or the week before that the roster isn't like as bad maybe as people believe it is through their win total. But this is a team that still just needs more draft picks. Having only one draft pick in the first three rounds uh, on this roster just isn't quite enough. And it feels to me like they're just screaming like, hey, we would like to go back a little bit if we can. 
yeah absolutely so uh, for like for this show just in general well we've been going through team needs um on sharp football analysis.com we've just been writing up the offense i've been writing up the defense we're just kind of gonna go through some of that have like maybe some like team level uh approaches here for for how we're viewing the draft and as we you know, we'll start with the panthers because you're right they are like possibly the most interesting team like i feel like there's always a these inflection points at, at the start of the draft. And it's always like the draft starts at this spot. And I don't think the Panthers are necessarily because six is, is far back enough. And we still don't really know what's going on in the first five picks. But I think that the Panthers are probably this first, like really big uh, inflection point of, of what potentially could shape like the, at least the, the top half uh, of the first round, because you're right. I think we're seeing them connected to all the quarterbacks. I think a lot of people are trying to, uh, put that Kenny Pickett uh, connection there, but like we've we've talked about the Kenny Pickett, it, it, picking him at six is of like the insane quarterback moves the Panthers have made. Like Kenny Pickett at six might be the most insane. Like that might be worse than the Sam Darnold trade. If like that's especially if that's like a, a savior job type of pick. Um, so we we talked about Pickett uh, a couple weeks ago when we did the quarterback episode, but. Trading down does make a lot of sense for them. Like you said, they they need that extra draft capital um, because they just they they need some bodies there. And like the, the defense isn't that bad, but like even places where they were good last year, uh, especially like on the edge, they lost Hassan Reddick. Um, and now you have uh, Udo Gross Meadows, who's going to be like sliding in there. And like you're not totally sure whether like he's going to be the type of guy that you need on the other side of, of Brian Burns, uh, who of course is very good. And he's like, he's going to need an extension. Um, there, there's just, uh, there's a lot of moving pieces here. And like, we, I mean, at what was it like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago at this point, uh, when we were talking about some of these teams, like, kind of talked myself into Jimmy Garoppolo on the Panthers. And I still kind of think that might be an option, right? Because they cleared all that cap space because they, you know, did the Deshaun Watson thing. Um, So like they needed to have the available cap space to bring him into onto the roster if there was going to be a trade. So now they're sitting with like some, the most cap space around the top um, in the league. And they're, they're one of the only teams that could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo like right now without anything. So I, I think trading back and getting some of those, like some extra mid round picks and then using one of those to potentially trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, like might be the path we see the Panthers take. Yeah, I mean, they are in, like, that desperation mode. So, I mean, but, uh, you know, basically all the beats, too, their they're beats close seem like they would be surprised if they took a quarterback, which kind of reinforces what we kind of said, too, that they're just trying to get back, get crew more draft picks. They've got some other needs, like you said, definitely edge rusher. I mean, the offensive line still, they've added some pieces. You know, they, they signed Bradley Bozeman to play center, Austin Corbett right guard. Uh, do are they going to trust you know Brady Christensen to play left tackle? Uh, that'll be a question question mark for them as well. They just need a couple. They just need more pieces and kind of more depth. You know, is there is Terrence Marshall? Are going to give him another runway as a wide receiver three? Uh, you know, th- there's still a lot of just questions here of like, they just need more picks to crew these. Like, you're not going to solve these things with like your fifth round and sixth round picks, which is where they're basically starting the draft after the first round. Um, but yeah, the, the, the NFC South is one of those divisions where it's kind of after the Bucks, like it go in a lot of directions. We kind of talked about that a, a few times. I mean, Atlanta is basically punting this season uh they probably should have punted it last year it's unfortunate because i don't think that uh, kyle pitts is like from a player 
selection stance a bad pick, but they just in a QB rich class, they had no business making that pick at pick four. Now we don't know what was available to them in terms of trade downs. Uh, but I mean, this is a team that just needs as many draft picks as possible. I mean, we put their team needs basically his thoughts and prayers on the website. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, you did. You, you had that. And I, I did not change it when I posted. They, I mean, they have like maybe what four to five, like actual NFL players that, that like you, you would build like moving forward with on that roster. Uh, and you know, they're going to get cap chase next year and they yeah. were trying to get, get to the Sean Watson this year, but you know, after next year, after this season, they have the cap space to kind of make some more moves in free agency and stuff. But uh, they probably, I don't want to say they, they, they really screwed themselves last year, but they probably should have started the process a year earlier than they did, uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I, I think it was it was hard for them because I don't really think they had the ability to to move on kind of because of what the Matt Ryan contract had been like up to that point, um, like before they realized they needed to tear it down, really. Um, and so I, I think it would have been a tough and, and maybe we, we probably would have seen like what Justin Fields is going through right now, where you're still oh, yeah. a team that didn't have any like any cap space didn't have any like real draft capital um and a team that still doesn't have a lot of talent on the roster so i think like the falcons probably just would have been the bears at at this point which is a team like we're we're not totally sure like where their path is going forward so i think the the falcons were kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't uh type of thing so i think they you know it it kind of seems like the of the places they could have gone like this isn't necessarily the worst option like yeah they are probably like a year behind where they could have been uh but in terms of you know clearing that cap space out and kind of setting up what this team can be uh i think they they really i don't think there was a good option for them and i think like where they go here is interesting because i think like once we look at some of these things it's not not only like where are these teams going to go? It's like, what do these teams think of themselves and what do they think their timeline is? Uh, and I'm interested to see where you know, the, the Falcons kind of think they are. Cause obviously on offense, um, like they, they don't have anything. Anything. Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's Kyle Pitts and then that's, that's it. Um, yeah, the, the defense is interesting too. Like, as I was looking at it, like you have Grady Jarrett who, um, is going to need uh, another new deal. Um, and they've, the way they've kind of talked about it feels like they're not, it's not sure if like signing Grady Jarrett to an extension uh, is going to be something that really like fits their long term like path really um so like you wonder if this is his last year if this like maybe he's gone before uh, the start of the year um again it's it's a little hard to you know, this late in the offseason to, to fit someone like that uh, into an onto another team's cap um, if the trade does happen. But, you know, there's always ways around it. The weird thing is like this second, I, I like the secondary. I mean, the, the safeties aren't good, but like when you have AJ Terrell, like we've talked about AJ Terrell a lot uh, last season. AJ Terrell's really good. Like Casey Hayward, they brought in yep. um, and they brought back like Isaiah Oliver. Like that's a pretty good like starting cornerback ro- rotation in in nickel so um it, it's kind of weird where like some of the talent is um but uh, right obviously it, it's not going to be good when you look at what the falcons did but um they just yeah they're they're one of those teams that you just kind of probably gonna like sit out a year like they're obviously they're a team that like should also trade back but we can say that for like yeah. almost every team in, in the top 10 right now uh whether you're going to be able to trade up and i think like we'll kind of we'll say like you 
there's no quarterbacks that like warrant the trade up, which is usually where they see, but it teams are overconfident in the players they like every year. Like we're going to see trade ups. Like it, it is going to happen. Yeah. I'm curious to see how aggressive it is. Cause it feels like a class where the teams that want to move back uh, need to have more uh, pliability in terms of like what they receive and compensation as a terms of previous years past. I don't know if teams will necessarily cave, right? They're going to use the old value charts uh, and not necessarily want to, uh, you try to maximize value if it's like a quarterback and, and quarterback trade up. So I'm curious to see if teams will be more flexible in moving down in terms of like compensation from years past. Um, yeah, it's a bummer too the Falcons because they get a great player in Kyle Pitts who maybe transcend it. But I mean, his whole rookie contract is basically going to be provide no leverage to them, uh, which is which is the down note too of doing the situation that they had last year. And it's going to be curious to see what the, you, you mentioned. The Bears, the Bears were another team that really stood out to me. And I didn't do the defensive side, but I assume it was just as bad uh, because I mean they they're just terrible everywhere, and they're another team that just doesn't have really the allotted capital. Uh, you know, it's kind of like make this work in a year. Like Ryan Poles has his work cut out for him. They were able to get one, you know, second rounder back, uh, but they don't have the first round pick because, you know, acquiring Justin Fields. And we were pro Justin Fields on this, on this podcast, but he's put in a spot now where it's kind of hard to see him like really, like he's going to have to elevate everybody else, which I guess you find, you're going to find out real fast. If he's that type of quarterback, but this, they're hurting like every, every position across the board here. Yeah, it's it's just I mean when you look at the the defense, there's like there there's guys who are still good, and especially like in, in the secondary, I think there were guys that like kind of you know progress. It's you just kind of have to like figure out where your expectations are, right? Because like Jalen Johnson in his his rookie year was was okay, and like he's been good for a second round pick. I think you can like say the same thing for like Kendall Vildor, who's like been all right um but again like a a fifth round pick so like these guys are are playing better than you would expect them to be but like if you're going to be a great secondary you probably need production that's a little better um but like thomas graham uh, again is is another guy who was last year's sixth round pick it came on like in he didn't play a lot but when he was there like there were like some flashes so they have like a whole bunch of guys like that but again like you're talking like a lot of things need to break right in order for these guys to be like really good and for like the defense to be good. Uh, and like when you're looking at, like you said, the, the offensive depth chart, like that, yeah, this is another team that, that needs to probably trade back um, and just uh, accrue as, as much draft capital as well, they can. Trade back. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but like There's nothing even, to trade back to, <laughs> but even in like, even in, uh, in the second round, I think, um, have a second round pick right they're two, uh, they're two second round yeah picks. so like i i think like just even doing that i think just collecting those type of assets and then again like not in in the first round but i you're right like they they are a super interesting team like again like can you have a decent offense with darnell mooney and, and byron pringle like yeah i guess you know maybe um uh, but you're right. But th- this does seem like it's going to be like a, a has to be like a year three uh, type of like the path for for Justin Fields. And like when you're when you're there, like that's when you need to start making uh, yeah. calls on on fifth year options and and where the future is. Um, I do think they they do believe in Justin Fields. Like I've I've seen some like uh, maybe they're doing this just because like they 
they just don't believe in Justin Fields, so they're punting. Like, I, that's not how this works. Um, even though it's a, it's a new regime, like they're they're not punting this because they've given up on Justin Fields after one year. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the position that this regime was placed in. Like, they, they, didn't, they yeah. didn't set this up. They're 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 inheriting this. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's, that's kind of, I think we've, we've seen this in, in a couple of places as we kind of look at um, the, just kind of the, the landscape across the league where you see like, and I think this kind of like potentially goes for, for the Panthers too. Um, like when you see these the home run swings at quarterback uh, in an attempt to save a job, um, and I think we kind of see this like with with the Giants cap right now and how they're trying to do it. Like when you like allow these like lame duck uh, regimes to kind of have their their one last uh, go mm-hmm. at, at trying to you know prolong uh, their their job security, uh, it 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 almost always blows up. Uh, and then the the regime that comes in after uh, we're seeing this with the Bears now. We're seeing it with with the Giants. Um, they they really have to do a lot of work in, in year one it's it's almost like a year zero um if you're like really grading uh out these guys and, and how they're bringing around like how to rebuild a roster uh you're really putting these guys like way 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 behind the eight ball uh just because of of the leash you allowed like the previous regime who like was going to be fired and i think we're, we're seeing that in, in a lot years, of cases multiple years yeah with Matt right Maggie. yeah <laughs> um so i one of the things that i think when we're like going through the team needs is like there's a lot of teams we kind of i think i hinted on this last week there's a lot of teams that like have decent players uh but just as the roster is constructed right now there's like not a lot of players um the exact opposite of that is the houston texans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who go like nine deep somehow at every position but like maybe there's one and a half good players um so they they're super interesting to me in, in a sense of like where they think they are because like they were another team that like kind of came in last year with uh I mean, ended up like the Watson thing was not something that they they started with. Um, but trying to like rebuild that roster in, in a way, and they kind of just brought in all those one year deals, and like they're gone now. They brought in a whole bunch of other one year deals, and like no one is really like there. There's no one on that like who on that roster are you like building around? Like who who is the future in in Houston? And and there's there's no one. Uh, I mean, they like just resigned Brandon Cooks, but like Brandon Cooks is not your like foundational building block. Um, you're probably going to move on from Laramie Tunsil uh, in in probably a, a year. Um, I'm kind of surprised that that didn't happen this offseason. Uh, you know, Davis Mills is not like the quarterback you're building around. I think it probably makes sense to like give him one more year as, as you figure this out. But like eventually the Texans have to get players, right? And like now they, they do have... Um, no, they were in the position the Bears were in last year. They just didn't have any draft capital. You know, uh, that was the killer because of the all the trades that Bill O'Brien had made. They they knew this last year and they tried to scorch earth. And now they have at least the second most, you know, in terms of like, you know, draft value. So at least this year is to get the ball rolling, right? Like this is the this is your like first year. Like you said, last yeah. year is definitely year zero. 
Yeah, and I, but I, I kind of need some like, I need a little bit more like proof of concept uh, for the Texans, <laughs> I think. Well, right? Lovey Smith wasn't it. <laughs> oh man, uh, no, no, Lovey Lovey Smith was was not it. But like they've they've gone around this off season the same way they did last off season, at least like through free agency. And, um, you know, they do have the, the third overall pick. They now have the 13th overall pick. So they do have these two first rounders and, and what they do with that, I think is like one of these things, like what do the Texans currently think they are and how do they think they are going to build going forward? Because right now, like they could use help anywhere, right? Like they, they do not have top tier talent at <laughs> really any position. No. Um, yeah. Um, like they, they have like some guys like I like, they, uh, uh, brought in, uh, Obo, uh, from, um, from, from the Rams, like who was like flashed in, in a part-time role, um, as a, like a, a rotational edge rusher. And now he's like, he's the number one guy right now. Um, yeah. So they're like taking swings like that. And it, I, I think they're like very slowly building this up. And I think like at some point you just kind of need to, to do it uh you need to like put the put the pedal to the floor and uh, i like i guess we'll see that with their two first round picks um and you just kind of have to because like the the more you prolong this into like these these one-year deals and like making um like everything is a bridge to something else like eventually the bridge has to lead somewhere yeah and there's another team clearly trying to play for another you know top pick next year uh, there's, there's nothing here, like you said, and it's, you know, you don't even, you're going to give Davis Mills a year, but like, what could he possibly even like show? He played well, like as the final six starts like last year in like a climate that wasn't very good. Um, but yeah, I don't know what kind of production you're going to get. Like, he's not going to move you off of a quarterback if you're picking in the top 10, right? Like how good of a year right. can you potentially have? And if he does have that year, are you even picking there? Which is probably in the lower range of outcomes anyways here. Um, I do kind of like that they're just still not like throwing money at like positions that don't matter. Like they haven't, they're just like, like, they just signed Marlon Mack. Like who cares? Like they should just, you know, they'll probably add a rookie on like one of their day three picks, but like they're a team that has like no business. And maybe the, them and the Falcons, I both wrote up on the offensive side of the ball, even though they need running backs, they're not teams that should spend premier capital at this point on a running back. Like there's right. just no point. There's no point to, to, to burn that, that premier capital on like a Brees Hall, have his rookie contract come up and then you, you're not even good through the period of it. Add some day three guys, sprinkling some guys that get some touches. You see what they, they have. Maybe you hit, uh, but those teams, like those team, two teams have no business, even with the needs they have not taking a running back early. Uh, you know, I, I still like am holding out like a candle for Nico Collins to like be a contributor, but it's, <laughs> sure. you know, You've got Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. I kind of like Brevin Jordan as like a move tight end. So, I mean, I'm hope it's more of like just hope with these guys. It's not, you know, they weren't premier capital prospects. Like they're probably not going to get a long leash once you start adding premier capital prospects to compete with them. But they're going to have this year kind of just some runway to see what happens. But yeah, it's just a team that needs every, everything. This is like, this is a, a, a dynasty fantasy football roster that a bad one. It's an orphan. It's like, yeah, that's, someone that's, quit your league. They quit your league. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's those guys that like, uh, you, you they, they could work out. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm holding on to them hoping. Um, but there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing else there. Hey, cooks into re-upping. <laughs> sure. Like the, I mean, Brandon Cooks just it probably just doesn't want to move anymore. Like I'm, man, I'm here. I've gotten traded nine times. 
uh, I just don't want to go anywhere. So I, and you know, that's, I kind of wanted to see get traded just to, yeah, I kind of wanted to, to have it just to keep the unique element of his career going, like him just continually changing teams and being a good player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that like, we'll talk Plus about we it. just wanted him like on the Packers or something too. So yeah, just any, anywhere that kind of mattered a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so like the, the Texans are one of these teams with two first round picks and like I'll, a lot of teams currently have two first round picks just because of like how aggressive some um, other teams uh, like in the, the back end of the draft, the, the better teams in the league have been aggressive at um, you know, trading those picks for, for these players. So uh, the teams with two first round picks are really are, are interesting. Like we've, we've kind of talked about the giants, like the giants are this team that like, they they don't think they're good they're they're putting they're pushing everything back like i've i've heard like some people try to say like the giants could be like a sneaky like playoff team like they they don't view themselves that way like they want nothing to do with the highly paid players on the roster they're like they're riding that out um and they're they're waiting for that lease to be up and and they're moving um that like that's that's where they're they're sitting right now um the jets though the Jets are interesting because like there's there's a lot of places they could go and they they're a team that like I they they could be like two good first round picks away from like being decent. Um like especially on defense. Like you could potentially like the Carl Lawson is going to be coming back uh on the edge. Like that that will help. They they have some like useful pieces that have developed a little bit. And again, like they are a team uh, where you look at you know what they've done in the secondary um especially last year where like they have pieces that you like and have like exceeded expectations uh like a little bit but again like you just kind of need someone else to be there like bryce hall um you know was a a good um a good college corner uh before he got hurt and then he fell to the fifth round like he's been okay um like more than you could like want from a fifth round pick. Um, the same thing goes with like Michael Carter, who was a fifth round pick last year. Um, they just signed DJ Reed. Like that, that's a you know decent enough secondary. So I think if you like either you can add a corner, um, you can maybe add a pass rusher, and all of a sudden that like defense starts to get put together. And I think if you have like a Robert Sala defense that kind of has some more pieces, um, uh, it, it it becomes you know somewhat interesting. And then if there's a you know a wide receiver. Um, that that you put on offense, like I the the like I was talking about like proof of concept for the Texans, like I like I got the proof of concept for the Jets, like on both sides of the ball, like they were one of those teams where like they were doing good things, the talent just wasn't there, and I think like especially on offense, like the quarterback is, is a big reason why and you kind of need to see that step up but like there's they're a team where i think like if if you put some more pieces in place like that could potentially like go together and we we could see you know something a little better from the jets i think the jets are are pretty interesting it just so much is gonna we all know where the the thing stops here with the jets and it's right. just how yeah. good, how good is Zach Wilson going to be? How, how does he develop? Uh, but I like the offensive line came together towards the end of last year. They got rid of all their bad offensive linemen. You know, uh, you know they add like a Tomlinson. Um, you know, they seem hell bent on getting a wide receiver. Like they've really been like in the mix for like a lot of guys, and they just haven't 
haven't landed it. You know, they were right. they were in, in on Tyree. So I assume they're going to use probably pick 10 on a wide receiver. Uh, probably not, probably not their first pick. So we're going to add another wide receiver. You have to, you just have to just go because you, you're stuck going all in on, on Zach Wilson at this point. Um, you know, I definitely have my problems with them taking Zach Wilson last year, but he's here now. So we've got to make this work. And uh, you just, he's got to get so much better though. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, Zach Wilson was so atrocious as a rookie. And like, it was one of those years, like you don't see guys bounce back from, but everyone kind of was subpar last year. So this rookie, as great as that rookie class was coming in objectively last year. I mean, there are a lot of questions that are going to be answered because if you, if you have back to back seasons where they're subpar, now you're in the danger zone, right? Like you right. live this life with Daniel Jones. Not everyone is Josh Allen. Like there yes. are very, everyone keeps comping stuff to players to Josh Allen and situations to Josh Allen. Like there's a reason why Josh Allen stands out because it doesn't really happen a lot. It doesn't work out this way uh, very often. So, I mean, we know where the buck stops, but I do like that the Jets, the Jets overall arc and plan. To me, that the most interesting team with the, the two first round picks is the Eagles. Um, yeah. Because they play in a division that's winnable. I mean, I think the Cowboys were all expecting, re- you know, regression, especially defensively on the turnover front. They've lost some key offensive pieces. They still probably have the most talent in the division. But the Eagles, Eagles are a pretty sound team, like all around. And we saw them make the playoffs last year. Although they didn't really beat any, they beat one team with a winning record last year. Uh, but this is a team if they can just get Jalen Hurts to take another step up again, the buck stops there, but they're not tied to Jalen Hurts like the Jets are with Zach Wilson. If Jalen Hurts still gets them to like a wild card or like a fringe pick, they've got a lot of ammunition to move on. They also have like a viable backup to turn to in Gardner Minshew. Um, But this team does not have a lot of like just raw holes. It's one of the best offensive lines in the league. They definitely need more help in terms of like offensive, like skill player playmakers. I know we're big Quez Watkins fans, but Zach Pascal's not going to cut it as the as the wide receiver too. Jalen Rager's basically already out the door, like a foot out of the door with the organization. Uh, and the defense is, is relatively good. So, I mean, what they do with these two picks and they're set up with more picks in the future, I mean, I genuinely just like the direction the Eagles are moving in right now. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a team that always is going to have sound process, I think. Like, not, not all of those moves are going to work out. And I think, like, Again, like we kind of saw it with like the, the multiple swings they've taken at wide receiver, right? And we're probably going to see like year three is what third year in a row that they'll probably take a, a wide receiver in the first round uh, because it does Matt seem Miller to be uh, uh, going that way. So like they're they're still taking smart swings at things. So when a Rager doesn't work out, like there's still enough depth there uh, and they've put themselves in a position where they could like replace him. Um the, the same thing is kind of you know had gone with with corner and like they've taken a lot of um uh swings at offensive linemen and we'll we'll continue to to see that um you know like the the andre dillard thing hasn't like completely worked out but we all believed at the time that was like a really good process um and then they kind of just have like jordan mylata sitting there and mylata just turns into um you know one of the better tackles in the league they they just continually have options uh, for themselves uh, and i think like that's that's like just one of the things of why you see this roster is kind of as deep as it is i think there's like still some things in the secondary that could probably you know add to um if they wanted to do that but again they, they have a lot of picks they we talked about it last week with that trade um you two are now giving yourselves multiple picks 
in in multiple years now uh, where they have the, the two 2023 uh first round picks where if it's a quarterback they they can take that if it's if it doesn't need to be a quarterback like then you're, you're still set up because you're probably like maybe replacing brandon graham um but you're like you've kind of already done that with hassan reddick right like you you have like you go like four deep at least um, inside. Like, uh, you know, Fletcher Cox gets released, but he gets resigned. But you still have like Milton Williams, who you just uh, drafted in, um, you know, on on day two last year, um, who can you know, come in? You have Javon Hargrave, who's who's already there. So uh, they just like they're continually like, and and I think like it goes into a point where like we're doing these like team needs things, but like rarely are team needs heading into the draft like really does like a or if you're drafting for a need it's not always you know going to be your need and if you're like drafting for like what we think is like oh maybe a luxury pick that you that you don't need um right. it could very quickly be a need um going into the future and i, I think we kind of like see the eagles as, as a team like that and i like you look at like the cowboys cd lamb um was um was, was a luxury like third wide receiver uh for the cowboys when he was drafted and now like they need him like he he is he is that offense right now um be like what two years two years in three years in um so i think we like the eagles are a team that that i think like very that um that does like see that very well and i think they they kind of see the board they know like how to move around it um they i don't think like we don't see them like targeting like positions that like don't really matter and i think yeah, um and, and not and, and in in matter right like um but like the, the highly valued positions like they're they're taking the swings on 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 the tackles on the wide receivers like those types of things and like they think they can uh you know fill in at, at a linebacker uh and like a lot of people are, are trying to like mock them a linebacker and it's just it's probably just not going to happen in, in the first round because they just that's just not how they value the position they think they can kind of fill in around that um and and get you know places on on the outside and that defensive line uh to be better like they'll, they'll probably just like take another edge rusher even though like they <laughs> they already um you know have all, all the pass rush you think they like could need for this year but going into next year um yeah, that could be a need again they, they just continually stock up on on positions like that and i think that's kind of why the eagles are, are where they are yeah, they kind of get it, except for the, you know, maybe the internal process. Uh, I could have helped them with some wide receiver picks for sure. Uh, they took two guys that I definitely thought were terrible, terrible players coming into the league in Rager and, and uh, Artega Whiteside. So could have helped them out a little bit, you know, you, you get with me, Howie. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of those other teams, I think that you constantly see get mocked uh, a player that probably isn't going to fit their MO is the Bills, right? Like the Bills, like they're not going to take Brees Hall, right? No, I, I don't think so. It just, it doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't think that that fits what they want to do. And I think like there, there have been some stories like coming out of Buffalo where um, like Brandon Bean has said, like, if that is the best player, like I'm not afraid to like take a running back when it comes to like the first round value. But like, I just, I like, I believe him, but I don't think any of these running backs are guys that really fit that bill. Um, and I think you can, I, we just kind of, you know, see no, with- no running back goes first round, right? Is that the, that's the pick, right? Cause if, yeah. if, if they don't take him, no one else is in that spot unless there's a trade. Yeah. I, and if I, you're trading I, up for a first round running back. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, 
but I, I think, yeah, I, I don't see, I, I don't see that happening. And again, like the, the bills are, are a team that like, we're just going to, we're going to draft all the edge rushers. Like they, they need a corner. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say, especially like, you know, oh, Levi Wallace, like, I think one of the most underrated corners, uh, in the league. Um, he's been really good for, for a while in Buffalo. Um, you know, like really stepped up when uh, Tredavious White was hurt and now he's in Pittsburgh. Um, so I think they, they really need that, uh, that second outside corner, um, you know, opposite White, um, going on with, uh, Teron Johnson, uh, who's also like very good. Um, yeah, it kind of helps that, you know, those safeties are, are great too. But again, like, the bills are an interesting spot because like they are clearly like this, this win now team. Uh, but when you look at like some of the ages and, and what's going on, like both of those, um, both of those safeties are in their early thirties. And those guys are, are guys that are playing like 95% of the snaps uh, if they can. Uh, but there's, there's not a lot behind them. Um, so I think the, the bills are, are both in this um, like we need to, to win now and have these, and have people that can contribute like immediately in 2022, but also like in, in the long run, uh, they need to start thinking about, you know, some of these older guys they have, especially on the defensive side of the ball where they, they need to start, you know, filling in and thinking about you know, what the future could be. And, and partially like injury too. like, luckily like Mika Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer have not really been hurt during, during this run. Um, that's been good. I think we kind of saw it, um, in 2020 when Matt Milano went down like that really hurt their defense um they didn't really have like the, the linebacker and that's a team that like lives in nickel like 90 percent of the time um and like that's such a, a huge piece I think like they do have these like great foundational pieces um but the the depth behind them they they don't totally have something that that can step in uh, immediately uh and I think like if that's kind of like where that roster is shaky um which like it's not a shaky roster but if there's one kind of concern it's kind of like that depth in behind those players that again like if you lose one of those guys like you're, you're kind of screwed anyway um but there's there's still not a lot there and I think like that's that's a place where we can really see them probably you know and maybe maybe get like a, a little aggressive in those early rounds yeah, that, that back end of the first, uh, uh, not just because they're good teams, but I mean, a lot of those teams have a lot of, you know, everyone's expecting that to be the wide receiver hotbed, but all the good, the top five wide receivers could definitely be gone by the time even the Packers pick at 22. And then are you reaching at that point? You know, if you have to elevate uh, a George Pickens in the first round or even a Jahan Dodson, uh, it's going to be really curious to see how those teams play that in that position because, you know, you saw Daniel Jeremiah have a tweet yesterday about, you know, now is it, is it, do you want to have that fifth year option, not for quarterbacks, but for wide receivers? Because you yeah. had talked about too a, a while ago too, the fifth year option, it probably doesn't carry as much weight for quarterbacks as it used to, especially in the back half of the first round when it's basically now this year, right now it's 22.4 million, you know, for Daniel Jones, um, for Kyler, it's 29.7 million and they, they will pick it up because of the insurance for the contract. But that's the exact number of what it is for the franchise tag for a quarterback is 29.7 million. So I'm curious to see what the fifth year option and the impact it has on this draft, like especially for this quarterback class. If we see teams trying to trade up for like the token years ago, it'd be like, well, do we trade up to take a Desmond Ritter at pick 30 or something, right? Uh, does that happen? But now do we see wide receivers though get elevated because the contractual leverage? Uh, I'm very curious because we've been writing up these team needs and I'm going through the fifth year options that are coming up for me. Almost all of them are guys that aren't going to have them picked up. Like yeah. almost all of them. Like, you know, you talk about Andre Dillard, like he's not getting it picked up. Guys like Caleb McGrary, like he's not getting his fifth year. I mean, 
you know, these are mistakes that people are making. Like, do there, are the Raiders going to be a position they have to pick up Josh Jacobs, I suppose? Uh, but, you know, Noah Fant was the only sole guy so far Ted has picked up. They have till May 2nd, so you can wait till after the draft. But as I keep coming across these fifth-year options in these team needs, I'm like, well, they're not going to even pick this up uh, because due to the salary. So it's one of those things that may just be overstated during the draft period now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, like, we, we talked about it during the, the quarterback episode. Like, we're, I think we're seeing uh, when you don't know about these quarterbacks, it's going to be – it's going to be more of a detriment. Like again, we we see it with Sam Darnold. We it's, uh, can't trade Baker Mayfield because of uh, like it's it's fully guaranteed. And I think like that's that's the thing now. Like when we used to talk about it, it, it was it, it was only guaranteed for injury. So you could pick it up uh, if the player didn't have a good year for it. You could still move on. And now that's just that's not the case. Um, I think it is interesting a little bit like for receivers uh, because also if you're going to use it, you could you know bake that into the extension yes. um right so you can kind of like use that as the base uh so i i think it, maybe maybe wide receivers or, or you use it a little more there um yeah I, I don't see it for but maybe like if we last year i think it would it's interesting for for quarterbacks because like last year we would see it i think like it makes more sense but also we saw all of them go by 15 um and you had the, the good quarterbacks were gone and then there were no good quarterbacks. Um, and I think like this year, there's just like, there's not good quarterbacks. So I don't think we're going to like get a trade in, into the, the back end. So maybe, maybe that plays more next year too. But I think for, for this quarterback class specifically, I don't see the fifth year option as like something you, you need to really grab. Um, but so as we like talk about some of these teams that like could use some some depth and like the, the bills are one of them um we we just did the the rams and like they are a team that is continually interesting to me and like we we talked about this a lot during their run again like the the f them picks the kind of thing uh where you know, they just they don't have first round picks they don't have a second this year because of, of that von miller trade um but they have still like eight picks um and they are just continually a, a team that is going to be replenishing the back end of, of the roster and and filling those future needs like if we talk about that the teams that do that like it's it's the rams and i think like we're getting to a point now where like it, it's it's a necessity um right so like um i think we kind of see, you know, Andrew Withworth retires, but they already have a tackle who's who's able to slide in. They've had him, but like that that had a, another contract. Um, we just saw um, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, who was a, a mid round pick, one of the best, you know, r- run defenders, and helped out by being next to Aaron Donald. Uh, we see him. He, he got hurt last year, but also now was at the end of his rookie contract. Uh, takes another moves in free agency to the Chargers. Uh, play with Brandon Staley, like that. That's going to be fun, but you have uh, Greg Gaines, who's able to you know slide right in, who was uh, a mid-round pick um, the following year. Um, but again, he's now going to be on the final year of his rookie deal. So they're they're continually you know moving these guys in. You know, Darius Williams was, um, uh, you know, there no draft capital like put into him. Um, he uh, plays well, really well with Staley last year was a little up and down, um, in, in 2021. Uh, and now you have like Robert Rochelle, who's a, a, what was a fourth round pick last year. And like, he's going to slide in there. I think you have like at safety you have Jordan Fuller, who was a sixth round pick, uh, was able to slide in for, um, 
uh, for, for John Johnson. And again, like he got hurt through the playoffs, but he was like that, that green dot safety uh, for them. Uh, you have like Nick Scott, who was uh, a, a weight round pick who slid in once Jordan Fuller got hurt. So you just kind of have all of these pieces, but the, the Rams are kind of like, again, and when I'm like, when I was writing up defense, it, it does, especially on that side of the ball. And I think on, on offense kind of, it does too. You have a, a game changer on every level of the defense that just makes it easier for for these guys to slide in. I think that's why they're so successful because they only need a couple of traits, right? You only need Greg Gaines or Sebastian Joseph Day or whoever you're putting on the defensive line to be like, he can be pretty good at like one thing. And when you're next to Aaron Donald, that one thing is like a force multiplier because you're like next to Aaron Donald. I think that it works out with, with linebackers now too. They, they brought in Ernest Brown in, in the third round uh, last year. Uh, he played really well in the beginning of the season, then got hurt, came back for the playoff run. Uh, but now you're putting him next to Bobby Wagner. Now his responsibilities are, are a little less, right? So like that makes him better. Yeah, it, yeah, at corner, you have Jalen Ramsey who's either being a shutdown outside corner or he's playing in the slot. That makes the other cornerbacks' jobs uh, a little easier. I think the, the way they play their safeties uh, makes uh, the job of this, those safeties easier. So I think like they're, they know exactly what role they need these guys to fill, which is why these like mid to late round picks keep hitting at the rate they do. Uh, but it's also because of like all of those stars that they have brought in, it makes the job so much easier. Um, so that's why I think like this has been like a somewhat sustainable strategy for them. Um, just because the, the responsibility of these late round guys, like, yes, you do need them to play immediately, but you're not asking them to like take over a defense. Um, and, and even like on, on offense too, I, I think we've seen it. Like the, the wide receivers have been like a little shakier. Um, I think we haven't seen them hit you no know, quite as well. Like Tutu Atwell might just be like a complete miss, but again, like they're taking so many swings at wide receiver um, where like you can, even with the draft, the they don't have a lot of draft capital. Like even with that, you can take a swing and a miss on a two-two Atwell and still be okay. Yeah, I mean the Rams are interesting. I mean I'm a little bit different than you. I don't I don't think it's sustainable what they're doing. I think they've gotten pretty pretty. Well, I, th- I think it's sustainable for like for now, right? I think like in like this year is really Ask I think Seattle how the, how it is living this way when you don't continuously have first round picks or and just try to stack make six and seventh round picks work out for you. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, no, but you make a good point about just the star power that they have and making those jobs easy, make the transition period easier. And I, I've talked, mentioned it well, as, uh, you know, as well as this is why I believe uh, like when you look at the guys that leave the Rams, they just aren't good players. They like when they go other places, they don't typically aren't good players. They haven't been good signings in other spots because of that. They're, they're asked to do more things out, outside of their shoes and it gets exposed. Um, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, it's more just like how we've gotten to this point. Um, because remember they, they made a lot of good draft picks to get to this point, you know, Aaron yeah. Donald, Cooper cup, uh, they, 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 they drafted those guys. Now we're starting to see like a lot of the guys that they added throughout this process, like all start to come up for contracts or leave the team. It's like, how do you replace things at once? Right. You lose two offensive linemen. They do sign no boom to an extension. Now this year coming up here, you have two more starting offensive yep. linemen in the final years of their contract and Rob Havenstein and, and David Edwards, um, you know, at wide receiver, you still would like a lot more depth there. We saw when Odell Beckham left that game, in the Super Bowl, how the 
offense performed. And you add Allen Robinson, maybe you bring Odell back to you, you get an end of the season push. But we we did see that the Rams, like, there's still an injury to Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson away to, like, not still really having a really good wide receiving core. And, uh, you know, if Allen Robinson were to get hurt, you see how it makes – things difficult on an offense to be run through a slot receiver, even if it's the best slot receiver uh, season that we've ever seen in NFL history. I mean, the Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford got it together for that last drive, but you saw how they were getting squeezed, you know, up until that point when Odo Beckham left the game. Uh, so there are just like depth concerns, you know, even at running back, you know, Daryl Henderson's in the final year of his contract, you know, is Cam Akers going to be that player that we saw at the tail end of 2020? Uh, is he ever going to get that back? We don't really know. Um, we'll see how this offseason, you know, kind of is for him having the full season. I feel like he's gotten, you know, he got kind of penalized for making an, an incredible recovery we've never seen. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how he bounces back. But, I mean, they're going to be really good uh, again. I, I, I'm just really curious to see how long they can keep this type of thing going. They have their first next year, though, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, 2023, I think they, they have more picks, right? So I think yeah. they've positioned themselves in a really good spot here where if they don't burn those this year, uh, I feel really good about still the direction of this team. because you're going to have Stafford basically retire there. Cooper Cup's in a multi-year contract. You still have Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Uh, as long as they don't continuously keep doing this, I think it worked out to the best it could have in the short term. But I don't think you want to live this way like all the time. Right. And I think we, we <laughs> talked about it leading up to uh, the Super Bowl when I was like really on this. They made the the best bets they could have with who they gave up those first round picks for. Right. I think like even like the post, you know, Brandon Cooks, like I think when you have like it, it ends up being like Jalen Ramsey. And again, like it, that could have been like Jamal Adams has been like a player that went for a similar draft return. And like, that doesn't change the defense in, in the same type of way. That doesn't make it easier uh, in, in the way Jalen Ramsey uh, has for the Rams. So I think they've, they've made, and like e- even Stafford again, like we can say like, whether you think Stafford is like a top five or top 10 quarterback, like it doesn't really matter, but his skill set completely changed the way the Rams were able to play offense. And that was like for the better of like everyone involved. So they, they really did like as well as they could have with the guys they did acquire for those first round picks, uh, which is great. And I think like, I agree with you to the point where like, this is, this is like the, this is kind of the, the year where, they they do need to start replenishing because those rookie contracts are up of like the guys that they were able to bring in and have been a significant piece either like in building up that roster or being the people who can step in uh, after some of those other veteran contracts are done. So I what they do here, I think is going to matter, but I think like they do have a very smart scouting process. And I know like we don't want to say any teams are like better at drafting than others because we just kind of know in the long run. But I think like the Rams in the way they approach it um, and being able to just kind of fill these guys into very specific roles, which is not a luxury a lot of other teams have, like even in like their their early round picks right like but so i think like this is why the rams have been good to this point and like again it up in the air whether it it completely uh sustains going forward but um they don't have their first round pick in 2023 okay or their fourth for sony they traded sony michelle for sony michelle last year too so they still have one more year after this where it's 
But again, like they, they still, <laughs> they still, you know, have a lot of picks, right? And so while it's not, um, it's not to the point where like all of those picks are valuable, right? Because when we're doing these team needs, we we do have a graphic that shows like how many picks, um, and in terms of um, value in of terms of like the the overall value, yeah, um. So like they have a lot of picks, but it's not like high. But again, like they got they got five comp picks, um, and like in in a single pick equivalent, um, in terms of like if you're looking at like uh, approximate value of, of how you kind of view that, like they got the 53rd overall pick uh, just from from comp picks this year. And like they are a team that has continually played that game. Um, so they do like acquire picks, right? It, it's not in an f them picks thing in a way that they like go into the draft with two picks like that's never going to happen for the rams um even if they do continue to be aggressive you know trading some of their picks away for veteran players like they're never going to go into a draft with three picks um or or anything like that so uh, i think they uh, they they have a balance which i think like it continually makes them uh, interesting and and it, it, it is how I don't think it's replicable, right? And I think we've kind of seen uh, some other teams be more aggressive in trading these first round picks and like building off like what the Rams have tried to do. Uh, I think that that's a very, um, it's a very thin line um, for what is successful and what's not. It has worked out for the Rams, but like if I was another team, I I probably wouldn't be, um, you know, uh, trying to replicate this philosophy, at least to the extent the Rams have. So I think like that's that's kind of the the the, the give and take um, with with what they've been doing here. But I think like for the Rams and how they've approached it, I think it does work. I mean, well, there's the, the proof is in the results. I mean, it's one of those things too. I look at you know they've got eight picks, five of them are at pick two eleven or later. To me, that's like five players that probably aren't going to make. You, you have to count on not making your roster. And they don't not going to get second contracts in the NFL, uh, but they've they've hit on those picks. And like I said, John Schneider did this for a couple of years, and then it eventually, and uh, Rick Spielman as well did this for a little bit. And then it, it, like eventually, that those picks come to, come back and like it, it come back to that. When you hit on those picks for a, a sustained period of time, they, it eventually comes back. It, it it always does. It always has in the history of the NFL. So I'll be curious to see if they do keep plugging in these guys that seemingly that you would just be this a throwaway pick almost uh they keep hitting but it has worked out so far i can't i can't push back on the actual results because i mean they're gonna be a super bowl favorite again nfc's wide open uh i, I like their team a lot yeah and it's just uh, <laughs> it's it's a team that i think is going to be like in in all aspects going to be fun to watch like what are they going to do in the offseason like they've been in contact with uh stefan gilmore uh they've been in contact oh, yeah. matthew, uh, with matthew. matthew. Um, so like there, there's always something around the corner uh, with with the Rams, which I think is what what makes them a very uh, exciting team, um, and I think like we continue to I don't want to get like too far into like what we're going to see during the 2023 season, but like there's there are places where they could improve also uh, off what they did. So um, like I don't think we saw peak Rams necessarily uh, throughout the 2021 season. So um, yeah, like when we look at like team needs and like what what do these teams think they are? Um, like, how do we see these teams like taking what they have in, in the draft and uh, putting that going forward into their team building strategy? Like, I think the, and the, the Rams are up there in, in teams that like really make uh, this part of the off season really interesting. 
Yeah, so uh, I think we can uh, end the show here. Uh, we've we've been going on. Uh, we'll continue to be you know, talking draft uh, on sharpfootballanalysis.com. Uh, we will continue uh, talking it on the podcast here. There'll be some more podcasts uh, to come as we get the lead up to the draft. I remember, you can find all our work on sharpfootballanalysis.com. You can follow Rich on Twitter at Lord Reeves. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Pizzuta. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you again soon.